So Alabama beats Michigan in the Citrus Bowl, right? Uh, you would say Alabama playing in the Citrus Bowl is probably a disappointing season for them, right? Not even a college football playoff, not even a New Year's Six Bowl game. They're playing, I mean, a, a decent bowl for if you're the fourth place team in the Big Ten like Michigan. If you're Alabama, you probably have higher aspirations. Obviously, Alabama is putting a dozen guys every year in the NFL draft, right? Yeah. So the, one of them, their offensive, their their left tackle uh, was rated number 21 on Mel Kuyper's big board. He was a first-team SEC all selection. Alex Leatherwood. What a freaking Leatherwood. name, Whoa. by the way, for an offensive lineman. That, that guy just sounds like he's going to have like a 10-year Pro Bowl career for like the Steelers or the Raiders or so. Alex Leatherwood. So, much like Tyler Biotich, much like Jonathan Taylor, you know, you're going to be a high draft pick. Yeah, you love college, but you're gone, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone assumed Alex sure. Leatherwood would be gone five seconds after the Citrus Bowl. Alex Leatherwood tweeted out this morning, my career has had some ups and downs. Things have not always gone the way I had envisioned, and because of that, I don't want to end it now. I'm going to come back for my senior season. Is Alex Leatherwood like the the greatest man of all time to say, I'm not going to end it because Alabama had a terrible season, at least by Alabama standards? Or is this guy the biggest moron that he's passing up a surefire five ten million dollar payday and no or, guarantee that he can either a have a worse season next year or b get hurt and cost himself. I mean, I'm sure he'll get some type of insurance policy, but is this guy like the biggest man? Because obviously we have the exact same situation here with Jonathan Taylor, where nobody thinks Jonathan Taylor's coming back. But this guy, this guy was slated to be a Jonathan Taylor is not trending as a first round pick. He's like second, maybe third right now. This guy was trending as a top 20 pick and is deciding (laughs) to come back to Alabama for his senior season. Is he a big man or a big idiot? I think maybe he's a genius, Joe. What was the first part of his tweet? His career, he's had a lot of ups and downs. Didn't go exactly how he's planned. Is that what he said in it? He says, this season did not go the way we planned, but this is not the end for us. We have unfinished business. I'm coming back, Bama Nation. Hashtag roll tight. So maybe he sees the writing on the wall that what he thinks happens in his mind in his career not always is going to line up and happen. So he's going back, actually getting a degree, because classes I don't believe are that hard at Alabama. <laughs> and he's getting his degree and then then going pro. So if something happens in his career where he doesn't have a long playing career, he's got a degree to get a job with. How about that? I, I mean, it's. One, I, I feel like you just got to show up in Alabama. They give you a paper yeah, if you I'm go four sure years. I'm pretty sure shoe tying is a is a is a yes. is core curriculum. Shoe tying, and if you can button your uh, button down shirt correctly. But even that being said, Nelson, it's again this guy. Every mock draft has got him going anywhere from ten to twenty. This guy was looking at a for sure multi-million payday. Is is this guy like the got the greatest stones you've ever seen, or is this guy one of the biggest morons you've ever seen for coming back? Well, I mean, if we said it would be dumb for Jonathan Taylor to come back, and he's what late first, second, third, second, yeah, this is extremely dumb <laughs> for this guy to come back, which would make sense because he plays for Alabama. <laughs> what like, name, didn't though. Chase Young say he was thinking about coming yeah, back? Yeah, that that one. That was I mean, like a two second joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just look. I you know I want to think about it right because you know what? Can you imagine if Jonathan Taylor did an about face and said? We have unfinished business. We should have won that Rose Bowl. I want to get the record, and I want to lead my team to a Big Ten championship game. Part of me would be like, dude, Jonathan Taylor, have you just lost your mind? But part of me would be like, 
tell me Jonathan Taylor would not instantly become the most popular figure in Wisconsin sports and maybe ever if he shocked the world and said he's coming back for a senior season. Jonathan which, Taylor should come which back. Which nobody thinks is going to happen. But I feel like this guy, on a, I mean, he was again, he was trending as a top 10 to top 20 pick. That's a, you're guaranteed. That's pretty crazy. To, that's life. That's generational wealth. And they got now. Look, he could come back and be the best tackle in college football. Alabama could win a national title, yep. and he could be the number one or number two overall pick in the 2021 draft, and have this great story that he brought with him. Or Alabama, this could be the beginning of the end. Maybe this is the end of Saban, and Alabama goes nine and three next year and goes to the Outback Bowl, and this guy's second team All SEC. And has just cost himself tens upon millions of dollars. And spin zone, I mean, I know he's not getting paid, wink, wink, but maybe with how Alabama and some of these big-time programs do, maybe he is getting a nice little chunk of change on the table, Joe. Well, we thought that was the one where that Chase Young was making more money at Ohio State than he would have playing for the Bengals. Yeah, and he's maybe being a Alex- hero, and he wins games, as opposed <laughs> to the Bengals losing every game. Anyway, I just uh, I saw that story because that obviously has some relevance here. I mean, I, I with, would uh, with our superstar. I think we all could say that we'd go to the NFL draft and we'd get our millions of dollars, wouldn't you? You have to. I just. I mean, I guess you don't if you're this guy. He's he's coming back, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you're an Alabama fan, you're you're jacked up. I just man, that that's tough when you're when you're on the you know you're Quintez Cephas. Now that's the one you have the discussion about. I'm not talking about the off the field stuff. I'm just talking about. He's right on that third, fourth round grade. But if you saw him in the Rose Bowl, I mean, he, he was he was one of the best players on the field. Now, that would be an interesting discussion. If you're Quintez Cephas, you just say, I want to go get myself paid, done with all the crap I had to deal with here. That one I could understand. But I could also understand Cephas saying, dude, did you see how good I was this year? I come back and do that next year? Yeah. I'm a first-round pick, hands down. So Quintez Cephas makes sense to me to consider commoners going. God, this guy, when you're when you're projected to be the the top ten pick, and you're still coming back, that to me is crazy. That is crazy. Do you think though, keeping to Wisconsin, do you think Quintez Cephas goes? I think I feel like Cephas is going to. I go think he's going to go, especially after how good he was in that Rose Bowl. And yeah. Sh- those are two NF. By the way, both those cornerbacks are projected for like first, second round picks. So. He was dominating NFL talent. Well, I mean, Cephas is just a big body, and he's fast. He's and, so good. And he's got good hands. I I would love for him to come back, but I see him going to the NFL. Uh, all right, so anyway, there's your uh, – at some point, I do want to talk about Jonathan Taylor specifically. And, you know, there, there, are, there are some pros, by the way, coming back that I started making a list on the plane ride back from the Rose Bowl. But that, that, I couldn't believe Alex – this guy. I mean, Jonathan Taylor maybe. Could sneak back into like the end of the first round. He's probably more likely a second round pick. This guy was trending as a top ten pick. Um, I mean, it's pretty shocking. It's it's crazy. Uh, all right, so we have this. It's Friday. You just made the list. Let's uh, let's give him to you quick because we got a Mon Green coming up. Um, we'll go right down the line. Uh, PJ Flack. Uh, congratulations, by the way, PJ, on winning your first D bag of the week. It was like, doesn't it like when Nelson Ebo won his first one. And like there was all like Nelson was constantly being nominated, but never won. And then he he won the first one, and kind of the floodgates opened. Yep, sort of and happened. He, he went all the way to the number one seed. Uh, I feel like this could be the situation with PJ Fleck because for a year plus he's been towing that D bag line, but it hasn't brought it home. And then he finally gets the D bag a couple weeks ago after the Badger game. And now he's back at it again. The latest one uh, accused of was it the was it the Outback Bowl? Was it Auburn's practices, Nelson? It was a 2018. They were filming an opponent's bowl practice oh, in 2018. I believe it was Georgia Tech. Okay, yeah, so it was last year's bowl game. Uh, he's doing his spy gate. 
They they had they were caught uh, videotaping the other team's practice. So PJ Fleck doing his best, Bill Belichick in training, uh, videotaping. He has claimed a stake of the Big Ten title, even though Wisconsin trucked him. The row the boat thing. He makes his recruits wear PJ Fleck recruited me shirts. I mean, the guy so is weird. just a total bag. So, so in this weird. go around, PJ Fleck. You just made the list. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, then we had this thing called the Rose Bowl, and I went out there and I'm doing my show live uh, in downtown LA. Had a great crew of listeners hanging out, <laughs> and turned to find come to find out, Ebo. Well, we don't know if this is accurate or not. Uh, we were told that there was only a certain amount of liquor that could be sold at a certain point of day because, you know, just like a Badger Saturday, just like a Zone Blitz pregame bash for downtown Madison, just like we're at tailgaters we're going to be next week for the Packer game in Stoughton. Can't wait to be back. Yeah, we might have a couple pops during the pregame. Well, we were told that some law in California says just before a certain time of day, you're only allowed to have a certain amount of cocktails. And we were basically cut off by like 8 in the morning. Because we had had too many s- screwdrivers. That's absurd, dude. So it's, it's ridiculous. Like some obscure California law, right? Right. That they were breaking out on. Ba- and it wasn't just me. You know, I was on the show, but we had our buddy OB. Uh, he was out here with his brother, his dad, his buddies. There was a whole crew of us hanging out, having some Bloody Marys, had a couple beers, having some screwdrivers. Look, it's New Year's Eve. We're on vacation. We're out there for a bowl game. And they're cutting us off because of some obscure law. It's like law. you can't have more than one an hour? You can't purchase it. You, I mean, who can measure how much you're... Yeah. Drink, but like on an open bar tab, you only have a certain amount that you can. Uh, it's some convoluted law, but bottom line is the state of California. You just made the list. <laughs> and then, last but not least, the Cleveland Browns just can't help them. I mean, I didn't think they were going to be as good Ebo as everybody thought this year, but I did think they'd be better than they were. How could you not think you're going to be better with you know Baker Mayfield set a rookie record for touchdown passes last year? You bring in. Odell Beckham Jr., you bring in some key pieces on both sides of the football. You have an amazing draft, and it all goes to crap this year. Freddie Kitchens was a disaster. They fire him, but the GM, who looked like maybe John Dorsey was maybe the guy that could save it, now they say, no, we're going to get rid of John Dorsey too. (laughs) And, oh, by the way, the next GM, you got to wait till we hire a head coach because we're going to let the head coach sign off on who the GM is, even though in every other pro sports, the general manager who hires, fires, and manages the head coach, except at Cleveland, where the basically the head coach has more power than the GM. How's that going to work on draft night? Yeah, so we're saying the Browns for letting for – how is the verbiage here? The Browns for letting the head coach decide who the GM is? Yeah, just basically the Browns being the Browns. I mean, call Kevin Costner, get the movie draft day going, because that's going to be an absolute train wreck. You're gonna have you're gonna have the head coach and GM. Was it Dennis Leary was the head coach in the in the movie uh, draft day? And and Kevin Costner's like, just let me finish this draft. And if you still want to fire me afterwards and don't want to play this team, then you can quit, Dennis Leary. And then of course they all were like, oh my god, I love what you did. So, um, all right, uh, there it is. You just made the list. PJ Black, state of California, Cleveland Browns <laughs> should be a good one. I love this Twitter poll. Uh, Packer friends, who should we root for on Sunday? Vikings or Saints? Right now, 50-50. Dead even on the vote. Uh, You know, obviously, if the Vikings win, you avoid the Saints. And again, you don't get the Vikings. This isn't a line bracket. They reseeded after everyone. You would then get the uh, highest remaining seed uh, because the Vikings would then go to the number one seed, San Francisco. So the Packers would get the winner of the Eagles-Seahawks game. And you could say... 
Well, that's a much easier matchup than New Orleans, so of course you want the Vikings to win. Or do you say, nah, screw that. You're going to have to beat these teams anyway. Uh, so be it. Bring on Drew Brees. Like you were saying earlier, we were saying earlier, Evo, what a statement that would be mm-hmm. for anybody doubting that the Packers are contenders and people are doubting Aaron Rodgers in the offense or doubting that maybe they luck their way into this season and reality will come crashing down in the playoffs. If they win at home against Drew Brees and the Saints, pretty sure statement will be made that whoever the opponent is in the NFC Championship game, whether it's in Green Bay or San Francisco, the Packers are going to say, yeah, we are legit. So I, I like the idea of, even though the Saints is probably a tougher matchup, but you win that game. Now the now the Packers, in my opinion, yeah. become the favorite in the NFC. And you're if feeling they win that very game. confident, man. I mean, that would be a statement game, and that's where you know I think that's where the Saints would be the most vulnerable, right? Is would be at Lambeau Field. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Dave from Anona, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show. Evo, I'm disappointed, man. Why? How can you leave off this individual who jeopardized national security? <laughs> <laughs> 150,000 people's lives, women and children. With, there's no bomb, Dave. It was just radio gear. Midwest family equipment. Uh, <laughs> stepped over how many homeless people. Well, Dave, let me ask you, how do we leave? Uh, how do you not nominate Nelson, too? Hang on. Your job, your family's job, Jennifer's, your wife's income for future reference, because the FBI would be all over you. <laughs> and Dave, it's good publicity. And has never paid his fancy football. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do have 20 for RJ. Thanks for reminding yes. me, Dave. Oh, yeah, and by the way, anybody who allows Joe Miller in a fancy football league, that's the number one seed. <laughs> now, Evo, how do you allow Joe Miller even to come back in the studio? He jeopardized national security. We love him, Dave. That's why. National security. 100,000 100, women and children. Dave, wouldn't that be the greatest story of all time for the Joe and Ebo show? Well, there wouldn't be any Joe and Ebo show because you'd be fired. So people, Me? Right. I don't think no, that's... No, I think our, I bo- our think, boss would love it. I, I was going to say, I don't think I'd be fired from anything, Dave. I bet I'd get more affiliates. We'd get more affiliates. I bet I'd get a raise. Dave, our boss tells us to be wild and crazy. Right in We're candid. two wild and crazy guys. Right in, <laughs> right in candid, people. You have to write in Joe. All right, Miller. now tell Nelson. Now do the Nelson one. What about Nelson? Why don't you nominate him? Oh, Nelson's, a, Nelson's my... Uh, he's my hero. Dave, that's not what you were saying yesterday. Well, no, no, no. I do believe you told him to get off his mom's nipple well, yesterday. Because he can be on his mom's nipples and I can't. <laughs> anyway, people, you have to write. <laughs> that's your number one D bag seed of the 20th. Wow. Man. Okay, Dave. Uh, I Look, here's the thing. If you don't know what Dave's talking about, at the Rose Bowl, uh, I made it through not one, not two, but three layers of security with this big ass radio equipment, which does look like something like right out of like a 1990s Steven Seagal yeah. movie, like with the phone pad on it and blue and red wires. It's yeah. like total what wire should I cut type radio box equipment. By the way, well done being in the 21st century where we got a phone pad from like 1985, but that's, that's a topic hilarious. for another day. Um, so I got through one, two, three layers of security. Now I'm actually in the roles where I'm like, damn, I didn't think I'd make it this far. But now I got to go sit down and watch the game. Well, I'm not bringing this big boxy equipment. I did try to do the right thing for like three. I went up to three different. Of course, I went to the Coors Light stand. No one wanted to help you. Explain my situation. The lady's like, dude, I can't even leave my purse back here. I get in trouble. She's like, like I'm going to take your big ass radio <laughs> did anyone box. Ask you, did any of those people ask you, like, how in the hell did you get that thing in here? No, no. The, one guy did say he would do it, but they were breaking down at halftime. So I'm like, well, maybe I could keep the first half. But then I'm like, there's got to be a better way. And then I went to have a brat. Yep. Uh, 
by the way, nothing close to what a Wisconsin brat is, but I had to try. So I went and got a brat. I go over to the condiment stand. I'm sitting there loading up my brat with kraut and mustard. I look down at this condiment stand. It's a heavy plastic black tarp, which matched almost identically to the, the box. And it was kind of off the beaten path. And I said, let me just, no one's looking. Let me slide the box slide under and see if it fits. Here. Turns out it was a perfect fit. So I'm like, well, I'm going to leave it here for the rest of all you yeah. brought. And by that point, now it's five minutes before kickoff. Dude. Then I say, I'm going to go in and just watch the first quarter, first couple plays. You know, I'm gonna, I'll am going i get a beer at the end of the quarter. I'll make sure everything's okay. And I go back there. It's perfectly fine. Then I go back at halftime. By halftime, they had buttressed up about 50 garbage cans. So now you basically I would have to rifle through trash to get to it. Um, so now I'm feeling really good, and I left the box there. And people are saying that I, you know, I'd put like the rose because you imagine if some cop had found this black box with the wires and a phone pad on it, would the rose bowl have been shut down? Well, here's what would have happened. I mean, if they would have done a bomb screen, they wouldn't have freaked out immediately and told everyone to evacuate. They would have looked into it, right? Yeah. And they would have realized, oh, this is not a bomb. It's like some not radio gear from 1992. Right. We're fine. And it would have been great publicity for us. Yeah. So I don't I don't think Dave at all I put in, if anything, I probably, And it probably would have worked out for the best for Wisconsin. Right. And the one the one publicity stunt was the guy running around the streaker who this little skinny string bean apparently had some some strength within because he took down like twelve cops before they could finally arrest him. That was like the highlight of the game. Which was shocking. Um and it was funny at first, because who doesn't love a streaker, but then it got old because then after like it was like fifteen minutes trying to handcuff this this guy and get him off the field. Now I'm like, okay, the joke's not funny anymore. Like, <laughs> like get the, off the and field. And he actually, the guy brought a flag, and he threw the flag. It was pretty funny. The first cop tries to walk up to him. Dude pulls, like, a yellow flag. Does he? He, he throws the flag at the ref or at this first <laughs> security guard and starts, like, prancing down the field. And then that pissed. Now the cops are like, <laughs> okay, you throw off. Like, we wanted you to come quietly. We would have just handcuffed you. Slapped you with a couple hundred dollar fine. You would have spent an hour in the drunk take and you would have been home. Now it's on, mother effort. And, you know, they, they brought the, the whole weight of the uh, Pasadena police force. Now the guy's probably facing some serious charges. But oh, that, that's a We have a question on Twitch. This is yeah. Who's worse, Trevor Davis and his bomb joke or Joe Miller almost shutting down the Rose Bowl? <laughs> Trevor Davis, because he inconvenienced a bunch of people. Well, right. Joe yeah, in- inconvenienced no one. Yeah. I just can't believe that you got that radio box into the Rose Bowl. Yeah. You couldn't even bring in like a bottle of water. Yeah, my stepfather got but busted, and they had, like he was like quarantined because he had a bottle of water inside his jacket pocket that he forgot he had. And, and they were like, bringing... you know, he walked through it, and like bells and whistles are going off that he had some viscous liquid that he was trying to sneak on the grounds of the Rose Bowl. And here I am, just walking next to him. See you, Dad. Like as I'm carrying in this huge. Yeah, this box is pretty device. big. It's big, and it's you know. Suspicious looking. When you when you have it at an airport, people people look at you a couple times, wondering yeah. what you're doing. Hey man, I should have been a I should have been a lawyer. Should have been a great orator. Uh, you know, I have the I have the ability to. Uh, so you're a great people. host, Joe. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the on the debate team, I was undefeated, never lost. Some good bets to be had this weekend on the board. It's our buddy from VSIN. Doc Sports and my bookie, Raphael. Good morning, Raphael. Good morning, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy happy New, Year, New Year to you, my friend. How you guys doing? Uh, well, you know, I was out in I'm L.A., good. Raphael. I loved, you know, I loved the West Coast. I loved uh, the, the, the pageantry and the history of the Rose Bowl. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, process the ending. Did I have it stolen by the officials or did my team give the game away at the end with all the turnovers? 
I would say a little bit of both. I'm hoping you had some in and out when you were out in the West Coast. But I would say a little bit of both. I think those turnovers, I mean, I hate to say, and I always tell people one play usually doesn't cause you a game. Usually that's a trend that either either stops that trend or just continues that trend. And that game, that just continued that trend because you had turnovers before that that play even, even happened. Uh, all right, let's look at the, the games that everybody wants to talk about, Rafael. That's the opening round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, two AFC games tomorrow, two NFC uh, on Sunday. Uh, every game kind of within a touchdown except for that Saints-Eagles. Uh, wh- which of the four is maybe the, the best bet, and, and which of the four is maybe the one you wouldn't want to touch with a 10-foot pole? I think there's one game out of the four that's going to be an ugly blowout. It's one of those ones you clean a DVR or maybe go to the movies, and that's the uh, Minnesota Saints game. We all saw last time these two teams met in the, uh, in the playoffs, the Minnesota miracle happened. I think the Saints blow up Minnesota. I think Cousins is going to have a very bad day at the Dome. Would not be shocked if the Saints – uh, win by double digits. And if you guys are hoping the Saints come marching into Wisconsin, you better hope it's some cold, snowy weather in Lambeau when the Saints come in there, because I think that's how you guys going to beat them on a Sunday night at 640 uh, a week from uh, uh, next coming Sunday. I think uh, the Packers will be able to beat the Saints uh, pending if there's some nasty Green Bay weather involved. Uh, and then on, uh, on the flip side, uh, Raphael, if that's the blowout the other way, uh, I mean, do you, is there one that, you know, right at the number or are there more of these? I mean, you look at the other three games, a couple of field goal games, and then uh, the Patriots at five. I think both uh, Buffalo, Houston, I think the number's correct. Two, two and a half. There was, it opened up at three. The betting public jumped all over Buffalo. I'm going to give a small lean to Houston. Buffalo, I give them one more year. And then they're going to be one of those elite teams that we're going to see in the playoffs year after year after year. And, and I'm going to take the Seattle Philly game where, Granted, Seattle has better weapons and uh, won seven out of their last eight road games. But, but Philly, they're throwing to guys who played in the AFL, and I can't even pronounce their last name. <laughs> I, uh, that game just blows me up. I think Seattle wins that game. And, I, and again, I think Houston holds home, uh, home field on Saturday. Uh, visit with our buddy Raphael from my bookie. And then the, the final game on the board, Raphael, and I start to see a, a trend you're developing on, on the shifting of the line with, with Tennessee and the Patriots, and, you know, it was a year ago, I was all in on the Chargers saying, you know, Red Hot, Phillip Rivers, this is the end of Brady, that the, the, the era is over, and then they go on and win the Super Bowl. I'm seeing it again, right? Ryan Tannehill, hottest quarterback in the league. Derrick Henry, hottest running back in the league. The Patriots looked like crap last week against the Dolphins. This is the end that not only is Tennessee going to cover, they're going to go in and outright win this game. Uh, what's your gut say? Is this the end of uh, – Brady Belichick, or do they once again find a way to rally in the playoffs? I agree with you. I got kicked in the nuts last year with the Chargers uh, uh, Patriots, and I'm not getting kicked in the nuts this year. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to leave whoever wins this game, but I love the total 44 and a half. I think it goes over. We were expecting some weather when we first made this number a week ago, and the weather's not going to be there. So the total being 44 and a half, we all seen Tennessee, who's been uh, catching over tickets nine out of their last ten. Uh, that offense is potent. We all know what Tom Brady can do in the playoffs. I'm just going to sit back, bet the over, and I could care less who wins. But let's just face it. We know Tom Brady's going to win this game. Yeah, I, the la- I, I, I'm not going to bet against Brady in the playoffs until I finally see somebody beat him. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl odds, uh, Raphael, I, I see you know the Packers kind of in that 14-1, to 1, which is kind of like they've come full circle, right? You know, they open up the season around that spot. You know, when they got to that, you know, that six and one mark, and Aaron Rodgers had the uh, the best MVP odds, and the Packers had one of the best records. Um, you know, they were trending upwards, and then they they kind of lose a couple late, lose home field advantage, and they're kind of 
right back to where they started. Is is that about where you think they should be? Kind of middle of the pack here for Super Bowl odds. Yeah, I think they're uh, between ten and one. We have a lot of tickets written on them. But of course, the most tickets written are the Baltimore Ravens, and then second is Kansas City. And last time I checked, I do believe Green Bay was third tickets written. Uh, for most Super Bowl, that's active right now. Of course, Cleveland Browns had the most tickets written, but they're they're at home watching with us. Uh, I, I think the uh, the Packers are where they're at. It all depends what's going to happen this week. I don't see them jumping uh, uh, higher than ten to one. I think ten to one's good odds because uh, let's be right, San Francisco not that much experience uh, in, in NFC. I do it, we, we, the Saints can easily easily go down at home. We've seen them lose some bad home games. So ten to one, I think that's some really good value of a rested Packers team that gets to sit back and watch these games with us. Uh, before I let you go, anything else? I know there are a handful of bowl games left. Obviously a full slate of uh, college and NBA games this weekend. Uh, anything else on uh, Raphael's big board this weekend? Well, don't forget, big matchup tonight between you guys, Wisconsin, yeah. Ohio State, and I'm, college. I'm taking the Badgers yeah. plus 10, Raphael. What do you think of that? Hurry up and take it because the money's lopsided. A bad number. Uh, I thought this number should have been around seven. It opened up at 10. I took plus 10 with Wisconsin. I still think there's value at nine and eight, eight and a half. Hurry up and grab the Badgers. And okay, this weekend, the Golden Globes. You can bet every category that I posted odds for the Golden Globes on Sunday. What's, what's your favorite bet on the Golden Globes, Raphael? Uh, Eddie Murphy wins. Uh, I, and I can't wait for his acceptance speech. That's why I want, I'm, I'm betting him to win because his acceptance speech is probably going to be dead on. No, Rafa, you got it. It's the Joker, man. E- Ebo and Nelly hating on the Joker. Joaquin, it's going to oh. be a clean sweep for the Joker this weekend. Uh, you know what? The Joker reminds me of last year with the, uh, with the, what's that movie? With, with Lady Gaga, her movie. Where oh, Star is Born. Win and all that. Yeah. She didn't win. So I, I would not be shocked if the Joker gets uh, shut out. Mm. Yeah, pretty boring movie. Oh, stop it. Hey, Raphael, thank you, brother. We'll uh, we'll talk some national title with you next week. Take it easy, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Raphael. There Raph, is. You, you can follow him, uh, VSI Doc Sports on Twitter, uh, or sign up my bookie. Had some uh, some great fun uh, with our friends at uh, my bookie uh, during all the bowl game action. And, yeah, now I feel great about my – I'm going to buy that hook. I'm going to buy her back up to 10. Get the hook. Because it's still sitting at 9.5. I'm going to buy the hook. and What the, the hook going to be? I'm going to be uh, loving Wisconsin minus 10. It is a Friday after all, Evo. You just made the list! Three D-bags for your listening and voting pleasure today. PJ Fleck for going his best Spygate uh, was apparently busted for videotaping last year's Minnesota Bowl game. I don't know why it came out this bowl game, but... Someone's been sitting on that gem for a while. PJ Fleck joining the ranks of the Belichickian way of preparing for a game. Uh, you have California for cutting off Joe and Ebo Nation. We were doing our pregame show, or actually our morning show, on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. If there's ever a day to have a cocktail, isn't it? New Year's Eve. Um, Yeah. And we had about, oh, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 group of people gather out where I'd set up on the Joe and Ebo Radio Rose. This beautiful lobby, this hotel where all this famous, it's dripping, oozing with Hollywood. Yep. Um, you know, of all these movies, people are having cocktails, having champagne, having screwdrivers, having a Bloody Mary. It's a great New Year's Eve morning listening to the Joan Ebo show in downtown LA, and they cut all our listeners off because they said we had reached our buying limit of a certain amount of drinks per hour, like before 10 That in the is morning. so insane. Like, imagine being a business that doesn't want money. Yeah, it was brutal. I don't understand that. So we had that one, and then the Browns for They're basic- more relevant than you think. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then the Browns. Uh, this I tell. I mean, I haven't voted yet, but man, the Browns are just—they can't get out of their own way. 
They, they, if they finally, everyone hilarious. thought they finally were going to be good this year, right? You got the coach, you got the GM, you got the star quarterback, you got the star receiver, you got all the hype, and they stink. They stink. And then they fire the coach, then they fire the GM, and then they say, well, we're not going to hire another GM, do we hire a coach? Even though the GM is in charge yeah, of hiring and firing the coach, the other way around. they're gonna fire. They're gonna hire the coach first. I don't understand the Browns, but I think it's hilarious that they continue to do what they do, and that's be uh, the laughing stock of the NFL. Who who's the who's the franchise out of all of them out there that you're like they're hilarious? Is it the Browns? It's got to be. Yeah, has to be. So the Jaguars are pretty bad too. Oh, they're keeping uh, their coach, right? They, they are, are keeping Doug Marone. Yeah, but some but of the stuff they've pulled prior to Doug Marone. Pretty laughable. At least the Jaguars did get to an AFC. They had their 15 minutes of fame. Now they're right back to sucking again. <laughs> but at least they had a year they could say, well, we had that one year. We almost hey, we won always it. always got that one what, year. What are the Browns? The Browns have nothing. Um, so those are your three choices. Uh, again, P.J. Fleck, the state of California, and the Browns. And right now, close vote, but P.J. Fleck with 46%, a slight lead over the state of California. Yeah, so um, on the P.J. Fleck thing real quick, uh, this is a former Georgia Tech linebacker, Jalen Johnson, chimed in on Twitter. Um, he commented a tweet from an Auburn beat writer saying um, that they weren't – Auburn was not going to go out there because they didn't want to be filmed. That's what Melzahn was, like, hinting at. And the Georgia Tech linebacker says, that's smart because Minnesota got caught last year filming our practice bowl week, LOL, but I ain't going to say anything else. Ah. Yeah. And I think Minnesota beat the hell out of Georgia Tech then, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Uh, and they beat the hell out of Auburn. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, would it really have mattered if Gus Malzahn would have showed him any of their plays? Because his play calling was pretty terrible in general. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, think about, you know, the six degrees. We, we love the six degrees of separation, right? Mm-hmm. Minnesota beats Auburn. Auburn beats Oregon. Oregon beats Wisconsin. You know, I guarantee you, I'm surprised P.J. Fleck hasn't gone up to the podium and said, we would have won the Rose. We should be Rose Bowl champs because we beat Auburn, who beat Oregon, who beat Wisconsin. Wouldn't that be like a total P.J. Fleck move to uh, claim Rose Bowl victory? I had a tweet. Uh, our guy, Artie Ho, actually said something like, let me find that real quick, Miller. The only me- thing, Miller, that I really learned from this weekend and this last week of college football is that a Wisconsin A game is still probably the fourth best team in the country. Better than, uh, we're saying they're better than Oklahoma? Oh, I think they're better than Oklahoma. I think Oregon's better than Oklahoma. I mean, look, they did. we played a C game, and we were, that Oregon's ranked sixth in the country. Well, Oregon they, played like a D game. That's yeah, the thing. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Wisconsin didn't play its best game, and it took a top five team to the final seconds. So I mean, Oregon had, Oregon's yardage was uh, the least fewest yard since 1940 in a Rose Bowl. Think about that. That's crazy. Here I found the tweet. Artie Ho said it as the with a win over Auburn, PJ Fleck declares Minnesota as co-SEC champion. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know if you go co-SEC champion yet, or you say Rose Bowl champion because Fleck will say well, that that Wisconsin game doesn't matter. We we beat uh, you know we, we beat Auburn who who beat. Uh, Oregon and Oregon beat Wisconsin. See, we should have been the Big Ten representative in the. Uh, well, if in the he's going to claim co Rose Bowl champions, then he's going to have to also fight with Penn State fans. Yeah, because no, they, they were complaining they weren't in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, right. well, didn't he say they're co Big Ten champions too? Right, that's what I'm saying. He yeah. he left out. Doesn't work the, like that though. Right, he he left out the part when Wisconsin beat Minnesota's ass in Minneapolis when he was making the claim for co. He just wanted to focus on the record. He blew right past the head-to-head portion of it, um, where at least I suppose in some convoluted universe, Penn State and Wisconsin never played. Uh, but yeah, uh, 
PJ Fleck, your leader right now, state of California and the Cleveland Browns. And then we had this uh, as well with the wild card round this weekend. As a Packer fan, who are you rooting for? The Vikings. Vikings win. Obviously, you avoid the uh, Saints in the second round. You'd get then the winner of the Eagles-Seahawks. Is that an easier matchup? I think most people would say so. Or do you say, screw that. I I, 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 want, I want to step on the neck of Viking Nation. I don't want them to get a breath of Super Bowl hope in their lungs. One of the great running sports jokes is the Viking Super Bowl tra- trophy case meme. Why would you even even want to consider messing with that, even if it's at some level could benefit the Packers? Of course you want the Saints to win because you're not going to root for the Vikings. Well, not so fast, my friends. 59% of you right now saying you're going to cheer for the Vikings on Sunday. <laughs> Obviously, that's be- not because you're Viking fans, I don't think. I think it's because you believe deep down it's going to be easier to win in the playoffs against Seattle or Philadelphia than it is against New Orleans. I mean, I see that, but also I think if it, listen, I think the Saints are going to beat the Vikings. I think I think we all kind of agree on that, right? The biggest, by far and away, the biggest of the four point spreads this weekend is New Orleans, Minnesota. The Saints coming to Lambeau Field makes them the most vulnerable. I mean, the Saints are vulnerable at Lambeau because you got the elements and yada yada yada. You got the home field advantage for the Packers and all that good stuff. So I think if you and you gotta beat you gotta beat good teams eventually, right? Correct. So why not just do it? In 2010, when the Packers went out on the road, was everyone like, "Oh man, oh, I can't believe we gotta do this"? No, you just you just handle your business and do your thing. I, I would love to see Rodgers versus Breeze. I think that'd be exciting. Well, it's kind of like in six oh eight three two one sixteen years ago. Speaking of Nelson's good friend Greg Gard, it's kind of like three years ago. Uh, Wisconsin got massively underseeded in the NCAA tournament. They're, they they finished second in the Big Ten regular season and second in the Big Ten tournament. Yet, remind me, they get a nine seed. Yeah, and they draw the number one overall seed, the defending national champs Villanova in the second round. And then what happened in that game? I believe Wisconsin beat Villanova. I think Wisconsin didn't they? got it done. So yeah. then Wisconsin went from the underdog to the favorite to make the Final Four. And when Florida beat them the next round, it was a stunning upset. Except for everybody not named Gator Frank. <laughs> I feel like it would be the same thing here, right? If you beat the Saints, suddenly you go from, man, the Packers were pretenders to, did you see what Aaron Rodgers and that Packer defense did to the Saints? Mm-hmm. How are they not going to win now? Like, I feel like even if it's at San Francisco, unless the 49ers just look incredible next week and win like 49 nothing, but I feel like if the Packers would beat the Saints at Lambeau, I feel like momentum massively shifts to the Packers side going into that NFC Championship game. Yeah, just think of everyone says the Packers are the worst 13-3 team they've ever seen, the worst two seed they've ever seen, they're lucky to be here, yada, yada, yada. If the Packers do beat the Saints like that, how much would that shift? I think a lot. Oh, everyone like, Super Bowl favorites coming up here for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, because the national media, they want to glob on to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and the Lombardi Trophy. I I, I guarantee sure. the, the four-letter network wants to go all in on Aaron Rodgers and drum up, was there a controversy and are Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur still getting along and is Aaron Rodgers still elite and was Mike McCarthy the problem and all the soap opera stuff you could play out if the Packers keep winning. So I guarantee... That if the Packers beat the Saints, they become the media darling, at least in the NFC. Do you take any, um, you know, raise an eyebrow at this when Aaron Rodgers said yesterday, he said the timing of the offense has been awful lot this year and he's not sure it'll get fixed? Yeah, this I year? think the timing, I think you said it. I think he's giving him. His Wait, hang self- on, hang on, hang on. I'll say, I brought it up for a reason. You want to hit me to hit it? All right. That's why I brought it up. I think it's, I think you're spot on. Aaron Rodgers yesterday, like I just said, said the timing of the offense has been off a lot this year, and he's not sure it'll get fixed. 
Aaron Rodgers, what do we know about him? Loves, Loves bulletin bull board material. Aaron Rodgers doesn't really have much bulletin board material right now. Correct. So he's generating, making up his own bulletin board material. <laughs> material. He'll he'll print this out, put it on the bulletin board, and get pissed off about it and have a hell of a game against whoever comes to Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers, Conspiracy Theory Friday, making his own bulletin board material by talking crap about himself. I think that's great. And I, I whether it's himself or he, I think... You know, now he's at the level where, remember a couple years ago we had the debate, is Aaron Rodgers a leader? I think he now is trying to take on more of a leadership role than he should have probably in the past. The other side of that conspiracy theory is he's doing this to motivate his other teammates. He's saying to Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Jimmy Graham and Jay Kumro, these guys aren't aren't special. Uh, So it could be motivation for the other 10 players on offense. What do you think of that conspiracy? Motivation for everybody. Or Uh, could it be a built-in excuse for if they lose? I also uh, thought that, but I didn't want to bring it up. It's possible. Who is the Packer matchup you want to see next week? Is it Eagles? Is it Seahawks? Is it Saints? It's not going to be the Vikings. So just to be clear, even if the Vikings win on Sunday, they would go to San Francisco. So that's the only team that – there's two teams we know the Packers won't play next week. The 49ers who have the one seed and the Vikings who have the six seed. That's we know for a fact it won't be one of those two teams, Oof. but it's it could be any of these three. It could be New Orleans, Philadelphia, or Seattle. Miller. Go around the room. We'll ask both you guys who you have. A, not not just the heads up battle. We've been voting on our Twitter of any of the three. Yeah, go ahead. Um, speaking of the playoffs, I have a very interesting article from our guy Rob Reichel who uh, writes for Forbes.com covering the Packers that I want to bring your attention to after we uh, do our little okay. thing here. Well, we have some phone calls to get yep, to. Yep, uh, yep, 608-321-1670. Yep. This was my New Year's resolution. I'm glad it's materializing. More Scott in 2020. Hey, guys. Part two, huh? Yep. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, Scott. I was I, You made resolution come true. Yep. Hey, guys. Evo, I got a poll question for you. You don't have to figure out how to work it, but... What's that? Oh, Nelson never turns his mic off. Go ahead, Scotty. Oh, uh, now I got a poll question for you, Bill. Yeah. Everybody's talking about PB should pick up a second string quarterback because Rodgers can't handle it, okay? Okay. My it's question is will they next year and what quarterbacks have they have they passed up because of the fact that Rodgers is a franchise quarterback. Well, Scott, you clearly didn't hear my uh, conspiracy theory Friday from early October. It was the, probably the best one ever. What's that? Um, do, you, do you want me to redo the music for you to make it official? Well, I don't care. It's a few. Oh, no, Scott, I'll Well, Scott, it it's conspiracy theory Friday. You yeah. have to do the music. So, uh, Matt LaFleur was the offensive coordinator where, Scott, before he came to Green Bay? I don't remember. The Titans. The Tennessee Titans. Okay. Uh, who uh, is now the quarterback for Tennessee? I'll help you Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Okay. Uh, who okay. is the backup that is heading into becoming a free agent this offseason? Tell I'll, me. I'll help you out again, Scott. Mariota. Marcus Mariota, who had uh, one of his best seasons as a starting quarterback when Matt LaFleur was his offensive coordinator. Probably Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is going to come be the backup to Aaron Rodgers for two, three more years. He's going to be groomed to replace the great Aaron Rodgers and Marcus Mariota will be the third consecutive Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> to grace the field. Hey, Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota had a better QBR under LaFleur than Rodgers does. 
Oh, does he? Yeah, and he also, had a 5'3", Rogers got a 50. And he also won the Heisman Trophy to Melvin Gordon second place, and he's an Oregon Duck, the team that just beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. Really? I mean, it is just sing, seeping with coincidences here, Scott, and I believe there are no such things as coincidences in well, life anymore. Yeah. Marcus Mariota is going to be the Packers' backup quarterback next year. Well, I, I heard it here so. first. But how long do they wait before they do it? Just My to see what he does in the offseason. No, Scott, no, would you no, rather no. have Alex Hornibrook be Rodgers back? No. Oh, he's training for the NFL draft right yeah. now, Scott. If Ted no. Thompson was still the GM, he might take a flyer on him in the seventh round. Yeah. What I'm saying, Rodgers has, what is it, five years left? You got four, it. Four years? Okay. How far in that contract are you going to wait before they pick up somebody? I just told you, Scott. Are you listening? That, either that or they're going to bring this guy back. You know, statistically are they not next great. Year? I'll tell you that much. Scott, they need to go draft a quarterback soon. Scott, see, this is why my resolution, I'm so happy. Thank you for the call. Thanks, Scott. More Scott is a benefit to the Joe and Ebo show, just like more Conrad is always a Conrad, benefit Conrad, to real, the Joe and Ebo Hey, show. Conrad, I have to ask you something, dude. Yeah, the answer is yes. That was you last night on that yes. Gleb show? Yeah, it was. I love it, man. I love it. So I get a tweet. I'm, I'm looking <clears> at Twitter, and someone sent me a tweet uh, from the new guy on CBS Sports. We carry it. The, is it Gelb? Zach, Zach Gelb. Gelb. And it said Con- – And just by, by the way, that's like you want to talk like deep – deep what, what I don't know how, what we talked about with like deep MLB or whatever. Deep There's state, like deep, yeah. deep state CBS. This guy's got like ties with producers. His dad was a producer, and it's like he's just Nepotism. got like a – yeah, it's it's all about that. I don't. He replaced a guy who was an absolute classic. New writer? Yeah, Bill Ryder was amazing. Yeah, now it's Gelb. He's yeah, now, it's, Bill Ryder's done. Yeah, yeah. He, he, well, he's he just hired, his... he he took a full time gig working for CBS, doing like all NBA. Yeah, and he's, oh, he's all really good. Shit. Yeah, I like Bill Ryder. So I get yeah, this he, tweet last night. Conrad sent to me from Zach Gelb, and it says. Conrad in Milwaukee. We got to work on that in Milwaukee. Come on, bro. Well, that's my brand, Evo. It's my. That's a nationwide brand. Okay, got you. So it says Conrad in Milwaukee on CBS Sports Radio wants the Packers to trade Aaron Rodgers to the Bengals for the first pick and then not take Joe Burrow. Then Gelb says 2020 is off to some start and a guy beating his face into a wall with a yeah, gift. Yeah, I didn't see that because I'm not on Twitter. But you know what? Whether I actually believe that or not, I don't necessarily want Joe Burrow. But I absolutely want the Packers to trade Aaron Rodgers because I'm kind of sick of him. I think I've, I've laid that down pretty pretty thick on your guys' show and on everybody's show that I'm I'm Rodgersed out. Like I'm just like I mean he's been he's not the same guy. Jeez. And I and I just I just think there's so much. If we even went just like running game and defense and got like a an average quarterback that could have like a a good solid ninety QBR rating every game, that I would live with that. But Rodgers is not the guy, and and we can't fool ourselves. It's it's over, Conrad. Conrad, I'm I am in your. We're in the same camp here. It's not that I'm sick of them. It's just I need the Packers now to start focusing on the future. Yeah, because exactly. I look at the front of the the jersey, not the back, and Rodgers slipping a little bit. And hey, I'm not gonna lie. I love Brett Favre, and you and I, we had we went down hey, memory lane. We had yesterday. a moment yesterday. There we had was a, a moment. time when Favre was down in Chicago on a very cold game, and I said, "It's over. This guy doesn't know how to play football anymore." And I mean, I I, I said that, and you know, I think we we made like one more run, and then he ended up retiring. But you know, I mean, the bottom line is everybody in their position, as great as they are, they're gonna fall off, and the Rodgers train is off the rails. I'm not disagreeing with you on that one, Conrad. But hey, that's not why I called. I just I had I'm glad you called in because I had to see if that was you. I figured it was you when I said Conrad in Milwaukee because I know you've done that before. 
Oh yeah, and so I'm I'm the advocate of having the Packers play the Eagles in the first game of the playoffs. For one, a little bit of redemption from earlier in the season, and and for two, kind of a, a also you know we got to right the ship on that fourth and twenty six years and years ago against that franchise. Plus, it'd be good to beat old Dougie Fresh, you know, and yeah. so uh, that's kind of my thoughts there. I don't really want to play the Seahawks, and I don't really want to play the Saints. I just think those two teams are like pretty darn good on the uh, like. Well, the Saints are freaking good. So that that be and, a that, how about that for a two team parlay? We're gonna go Eagles Vikings this weekend, oh, yeah. Conrad. So you're pulling for the Eagles Vikings? That leaves, yeah, absolutely. I would I, say that definitely, Conrad gives the Packers the favorite now to win the NFC. If the two absolutely. teams that win this weekend are the Eagles, that's a two team parlay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Later, boys. You have a good one. See you, Conrad. Thank you, Conrad. Uh, so who's the guy at night now? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill Ryder, he um, he now works. He's still at CBS Sports Radio, but I it's like this. all he's NBA. NBA. Uh, Zach Gelb, his okay. name is. And he apparently he didn't he just like started, Conrad's call last night? He, he didn't agree with his take, I, I guess. So he tweeted out about it. And then I found it on Twitter. I was like, that's got to be our Conrad. That's got to be our Conrad. So, hey, speaking of... Um, do you want me to say this Rob Reichel article, or do you want me to read it right now for you? I what else? We got ten minutes. All right. So Robbie, our guy, tweeted out. He writes for Forbes.com. You can hear him every Thursday at uh, eight twenty on the Joan Ebo show. He covers the Green Bay Packers, and Rob wrote this article that just came out, and it says, "I asked a handful of NFL scouts this week to rank the playoff quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers finished. Where do you think Aaron Rodgers finished ranked out of the playoff quarterbacks? Before well, I'm I'd, guessing that's it's going to be shockingly low because it's a shock factor. About nine. You're close, eighth, eight out of twelve is what all the NFL scouts ranked Aaron Rodgers. Um, above him is Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, uh, Tom Brady, obviously Drew Brees, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't buy much in that. It, what we're, we're do the same article last year. Where was Jared Goff ranked going into the twelve? I believe the last I checked, the, the uh, twelfth is Josh the, Allen. By the way, the Rams were in the Super Bowl. So, so number twelve, I, Josh Allen, tw- eleven, Kirk Cousins. I can't do it. Can't I can't root for the Vikings, even though it's probably better. Uh, remind me, Nelson. I think this was pre UD bag winner for your Giannis take, and this was three years ago or two years ago when Jason Kidd was still the coach. But I remember we uh, we were on the same page on this one, where the Bucks trying to manufacture that playoff seed and it ended up blowing up in their face. And they lost anyway. Mm. Remember two years ago where they were trying to lose on purpose to rig the uh, playoffs so they could get the Celtics because everyone thought the Celtics were beatable. And then the Bucs ended up losing anyway. And that was one where I said, you, you can't, when you try and outsmart the system and when you try and, you know, rig it so you lose on purpose to get a, in theory, an easier matchup that usually, you know, karma's a bitch. I feel like that would be the same thing here. Like, yeah, the loser mentality the never Vi- wins. Yeah, we root for the Vikings because we're scared of the Saints, and then watch the Eagles come in here next year and win, or next week and win. I feel like, yeah, when you try and rig the system, it blows up in your face. So, a, I hate the Vikings, but b, I don't like to Nelson's point the loser mentality. So what? The Saints are the better. You're gonna have to win anyway, and if the Packers are pretenders. And the Saints come in here next week and wax them. They weren't going to win a Super Bowl anyway. Well, it, so let's just get it over. Let's get the elephant in the room right now. Bring it on. Do you really want to play Minnesota three times? No. And they're they're an interdivision foe that knows you well. Three times might not be the charm. 
And plus, I don't know. why wouldn't you want to see the Packers play the Saints? It's Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs at Lambeau. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I would love to see Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers, but what would you rather have, facing Kirk Cousins or facing Drew Brees? I want to see him play Drew Brees. So do I, but when it comes down to paper, what would you rather have the Packers face for a chance to win? Kirk yeah. Cousins and by the way, or Drew Brees? Until this guy existed... You know, statistically not great, I'll tell you that much. The last time the Packers played the Saints was two years ago at Lambeau Field. The Packers had three first half. The Packer defense intercepted Drew Brees three times in the first half, and Brett Hundley could do no points. So I would like another shot. You know, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, whether he's down or not, he's still better than Brett Hundley. Uh, If the Packer defense can pick off Drew Brees three times in a playoff game, I want to see how it ends this time around. So I say bring on the Saints, baby. All right. Bring on the Saints. I say bring on the Saints, too, to be honest with you. And we can exercise the Brett Hundley demons. Exactly. The Packers could have won that game. Brett Hundley, oh, my God. Can you just do the sounder for me one more time? I don't have any words besides you that. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. Jesus. Um, all right, so we had earlier, uh, it was a tough, uh, today is a really tough day in history for New York City sports fans. Um, you know, we had the... Uh, the Bill Belichick retired on this day 20 years ago, one day uh, after being hired Jets head coach and a, and a week later became head coach of the Patriots and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what else uh, happened on this day 20 years ago? We think of Bobby Bonilla day as the day he gets paid on this day, 20 years ago, the Mets released Bobby Bonilla and agreed to talk about the art of the deal. Whoever Bobby Bonilla's agent was should have been like the, 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 the finance Treasury Department Secretary of the United States government. The financier? Uh, he, he, they agreed to pay the remainder of Bonilla's uh, $200 million salary uh, in 25 installments at an 8% interest rate. Oof. That turned $5.9 million of money owed into $29.8 million with interest. There are still 11 payments that the franchise owns Bobby Bonilla, which runs through July 1st, 2035. Bobby Bonilla got paid $23 million in interest to not play baseball for 20 years. That's incredible. That might be the That's greatest incredible. deal That's the greatest deal ever. It's like, so if you were to win the lottery and you take the payments, do you get interest on it? Or is it, you just, is it the same? I don't know. It's a great question. Are you kidding me? They probably tax it more. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever the government can do to stick their grubby hands in your pocket. Here you go. This is going to be my new, I mean, hey, it's the greatest rock and roll band of all time, you too. But this is going to be Packer. Instead of banging on the drum all day, this is the new song I'm playing uh, between now and next Sunday. I'm saying bring on the Saints. I want the Saints marching. Oh, you feel me? Saints go marching in. I feel you, bruv. Uh, because look, I like what Nelson said. I don't, it's a, to root for the Vikings on Sunday is a loser mentality. It's because you don't believe as a Packer fan that the Packers are good enough to beat the Saints next week. Do you, is that, I, I don't, I'm not, if you think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to beat a team like the Saints yeah, anyway. Yeah, so bring it on, dude. I ain't rooting for no Vikings I because I can maybe get an easier opponent. Screw that. Bring on the Saints. Let's go. Forget the Vikings and forget trying to manipulate the system. I'm with Nelson. Loser mentality. Uh, You know, you could see that and then you say, oh, we got what we wanted. Look at Philadelphia won. And 
the Vikings won, and then the Eagles come in because nobody anywhere is assuming the Eagles have a chance to beat the Packers, and then they stun Green Bay next week in the divisional round, just like what happened in 2011 when we were all like, oh, my God, this is so set up perfectly. Look at the crappy Giants. We're going to win that game by 40 points. And then what happened? The 9-7 and seven Giants beat the 15-1 and one Packers. Yep. Those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Screw the Vikings. I snuff out your last breath with the heel of my boot, Viking Nation. You're going to lose and lose big to the Saints on Sunday. I say bring on Breeze and the Saints. Let the let the Mardi Gras begin, which starts actually the first week of February. We'll start Mardi Gras two weeks earlier when the Packers the beads? vanquish the Saints next week at Lambeau Field. Where's the beads? Man, you bring out the beads on the, that Sunday at Lambeau Field, Miller, Saturday. Or no, Sunday is going to be it's going to be cutting glass out there, bro. <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm just No, it's a good I, thing. I don't want the uh, I don't want Here. We'll start the party next week. We're going to have uh, the Mardi Gras party next week up at Lambeau Field. Get your beads, Nelson. Get your uh, get your hand grenades. Get your hurricanes. Get your etouffee. We're going to have a big, we're going to get your jambalaya, get your your shrimp pole boys, get your catfish, because we're going to have a Mardi Gras party next week up at Lambeau Field. Well, Ebo, it looks like for lunch next week, we're going to have to go to Kato's Chicken. I mean, the K... Kato's. Uh, <laughs> Just because it's Cajun chicken. <laughs> and it tastes I go, good. I go to New Orleans Takeout, eat more better, but they just closed up the last one. Uh, Nelson, I figured Popeyes would be more on your speed. Some, you know, get that Louisiana kitchen. I want some hot shrimp etouffee and a po' boy, catfish po' boy, son. Mm-mm-mm. Ooh, big news. This comes from our guy T. Lenoye. Just linked me up. Um, Packers top pick. Nelson, are you sitting down? Yeah, you're sitting down. Packers top pick, Rashawn Gary. Expects to avoid surgery and shed his shoulder harness next season. I sent you guys that tweet like a little more than an hour ago. I'm surprised you haven't been. Uh, well, it was tweeted 18 minutes ago. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't uh, finally jumped on board and, and now admit that you were wrong in your criticism of Gary. I never got a tweet from you. What are you talking about? I'm I tweeted Rashawn at Gary? you both, said facts only. No, with a no, you said the <laughs> unless he has a breakout game, the highlight of Gary's season will be that he played all 16 regular season contests. The wrong I read was he expects to avoid surgery. Well, then I got the wrong honest. tweet. That's what I tweeted. I think at the, you the one well. you tweeted us, though, was a little tongue in cheek sarcasm. No, well, it was it was the same headline. I saw that on Packers News. So I got right here. Uh, it was supposed to, well, it was supposed to be that one. Then talk to, talk to Twitter. Uh, uh no, he, 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 he I'll talk to the guy who tweeted I, I told you guys, you don't need to worry about Gary. He's going to be just fine. In a, he's, in, I'm trying to save you from looking bad, like for those people that ripped on Kenny Clark. Um, well, first of all, I didn't rip on Kenny Clark. That's like comparing, you know, two different things right there, apples and oranges. Rashawn Gary, what has he done besides played all 16 games? Like, what has he done? He's looking at his name of play. He's been great on pressures. I'm telling you, look up the pressures. Just one play. I I I don't think that his season's not play. He's not done yet. By the way, any update <laughs> on my He's not done yet, he, folks. This season's not over yet. The Packers could have three more games this season. What's up with that? All right, the only thing that I could find a compliment is that he played all 16 games, which is tongue in cheek, and that he's going to avoid surgery. No, and you left out he's done with that harness thing. He's going to be like an uncaged animal. I just want one next play. year. Oh. I can't wait for the 2020 version of Rashawn Gary. Play. Oh, man. I can't wait. Um, What's your 12th pick? When's he going to play, though? 
Doesn't matter. We, we got. <laughs> it does matter because he's not going to make. We got ten years. Of I'd him. say it would matter because he's a twelve. He's not going to make any impact if he doesn't play. You just signed the Smiths to four-year deals, and they're they should have been both Pro Bowlers. Well, I'll definitely agree with you on that. They're part. both in the top ten in sacks in the NFL. Uh, I mean, Nelson, if you don't have depth, what 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 did the Packers under? Why did we always yell at the Packers with Ted Thompson? Yeah, maybe you have a good starter, but boy, if your tar- starter goes down, you're screwed. You got no depth. Look at the depth your buddy Goody has put together at cornerback, outside linebacker, running back. Come on, man, you got it's all about depth. Yeah. He's gonna get that done this off season. He went defense last Tight year. Well, He's gonna. What fix he needs to get done this off season this is bringing in a quarterback. Well, I yeah. Told- speaking of depth, what about the quarterback depth? Why can't we ever have like a thirty-year-old? Guy that's been a veteran in the league that knows how to actually play football. We have, I told you. We Marcus have like Mariota. It's a genius move. We always have these younger guys that are quote unquote developing. Yet yeah, they develop into nothing once they get into the game. Genius move. Marcus Mariota is going to resurge. He's going to sit. No pressure, Nelson. He's going to sit and back up Rodgers for a couple you years. You sure he's backing him up? He had better QER. Maybe he'll beat yeah, him he up. Did. Hey. Last, it's like, yep. Maybe it's the reverse Tannehill. Tannehill beat out Mariota. Maybe Mariota comes in and beats out Rodgers next Mariota's year. Mariota's QBR under Matt LaFleur, 53.6. Aaron Rodgers' QBR under Matt LaFleur, 50.2 or whatever it was. The day that Marcus Mariota beats out Aaron Rodgers in a quarterback competition, I wave the white flag as a Packer fan. <laughs> Don't you think Titans fans said that when Ryan Tannehill beat up Marcus Mariota? Ryan Tannehill was a pretty solid quarterback for a terrible Miami team for a long time. I'm just saying, yeah. Uh, wait till next year. But that's next year, Nelson. Why are you worried about that? This is You're the one that brought it up. We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. Bring on this. Where's another Saints Go Marching song? Bring on the Saints.